All right, we are back. I am John Theory, also known as Sky Zaddy, representing Waters of the West Gate, where we fulfill and educate you in all your spiritual needs. And we're continuing with part three of my origin story, cue dramatic music, like I'm an Avenger or something. Um, and so last we left off, uh, my godfather had just threw the chain to determine the very first Odu that I would ever see, right? The very first set of signs that kind of depict my uh, current energetic state literally from birth until that point. And it, it was so much information and it was so accurate. It literally brought me to tears. Right, so my godfather, after he does the chain and he's, he's telling me about the array, he starts flipping through this book he has. And I'm like, why is he flipping through these, this book, you know? And he gets to the page that I'm guessing my sign was on, my Odu was on, and he starts describing the Odu. And he's telling me that I'm a highly spiritual person, that I've existed for 400 lifetimes, and this is my 401st meaning that my soul is anywhere from 32 to up to over 40,000 years old. And he was telling me that this is my last shot at life and that I have to get it right this time or essentially I cycle back to life one and have to do it all over again. And he's expressing that all the Orishas are rooting for me, they're praying for me within heaven and earth and that, you know, that they love me and they needed me to come to them um, so that I could be protected in the way that I was going to move forward in life. That um, not they needed me, but I needed them, right, to keep me protected. Sorry. And so um, he, I, I just kind of well up and I start crying, you know. And he's telling me about how my mother cried when um, I was in her womb and things involving that. And I had actually called my mom later and she confirmed that everything he said was true. And he was telling me about uh, my heart, not my physical heart, but like, you know, my heart and issues that I'm having spiritually with emotion and aggression and things like that. And I just, I just bawled because I had never, I'm not going to say never, but it just never seemed like good was good enough for the people I dealt with on earth, right? There was always something more I could do. Right, A good job wasn't good unless it was great. And a great job wasn't great unless it was perfect. And that was kind of the vantage point I have in life. So to hear that these spirits that in my mind wouldn't even accept me have actually pushed me to get here, have, have protected me and have, you know, fought for me. And just all of this, this love that you could really feel in the room. I'm in the room, you know, that he has full of Orishas. And uh, my godfather, uh, who this Babalao is, if I didn't explain that earlier, uh, he wasn't my godfather at the time, but he is now, is, is just pouring all this information onto me. And he's telling me that, you know, I'm going to do well in life. He's telling me about my relationships. And uh, he's telling me that Oshun is upset with how I'm handling women. And, um, you know, that I need to make some changes in that area. And... I was just kind of blown away. And so we, we get to it and he says, you need to be initiated. 
He says you need to go all the way. You need to 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 crown your guardian Orisha. You need to uh, receive Ifa. And he says I normally don't go this deep with people on the first reading. It's normally too much, but um, I already you know I can already see from the sign that you're gonna understand that you get it. You're spiritually there. And this is the first time I had heard that I had the gift of divination. And he said, yeah, everybody can do readings and interpret things, but that is one of your divine gifts. That is something that you're here to do and that divination, you know, will come easy to me, which at that point I was already doing readings for people in, you know, at the, uh, the cultural center. So I was like, wow, it even touched on that. And he was just telling me that learning new forms of divination wouldn't be difficult. And that I should, you know, learn and learn to practice and learn to, to love divining because that's always going to be something that I do. Not necessarily as a profession, right? Not like career-wise, but just that this is something that's kind of in my spiritual arsenal in a way. And he was, you know, just expressing so much, so, so, so much. And so um, we got to a point in the reading and he was like... Uh, it says here that Oshun has carried you from your mother's womb all the way to today. You know, that Oshun has watched over you and Oshun has kept you. And you have a, a really, really close connection with her and with Eshu, right? And Eshu is, is the one that kind of put blockages in your path or kind of put different decisions in your way to even get you to this point. Now, I didn't explain it earlier, but guys, my music career up until that point had been kind of kind of bad. I had a lot of bad management, right? It wasn't that the music wasn't good. My music is dope, um, and I'm releasing music soon. But, you know, uh, I had deals on the table that fell through. I had a meeting with rappers you wouldn't believe, legends that just disappeared. I had a manager that... Uh, had a deal on the table with me for Universal for over $20,000 for one beat. Disappeared. That, that guy literally disappeared. We don't know where he is. Um, and so on and so forth. And so to be reassured that, hey, you know, these blockages weren't put in your life to make things difficult. They're put in your life, one, to protect you and two, to guide you here. It just, it just, I don't know. I just started, I really felt at home. Right, and I, I kind of have a vagabond soul, so nothing has ever felt like home before. As a child, I moved probably 25 times in my life, over 25, probably 28 or 29. You know, just from place to place to place to place to place to place to place. And so to hear, you know, these words and to feel like I'm at home, I was all in, you know. And so we determined what Orishas defended me, and of course it came out Oshun. He was like, um, he said, Eshu doesn't quite defend you the same way, but Eshu is your father, your brother, and your friend. And, you know, he's telling me, hey, you know, you might want to consider these initiations pretty quickly, um, you know, just to keep and try to put your life back on course. And so I was like, okay, awesome. Right. So we get through the reading, the reading closes. And I have all of this information. I come out the back room and I see that my mentors went and picked some of the elders up and everybody's waiting for me to say, you know, who came out defending me. And everybody assumed it was gonna be Ogun. The look on their faces when I said, Oshun defends me. Man, it was like watching faces hit the floor and jaws were everywhere. <laughs> like, Oshun, Oshun, Oshun. And so um, that day, they threw a little party. We didn't have a lot of money, but they, they got me a little cake and uh, 
tied <laughs> yellow balloons around my uh, wrist. Not because they thought, oh, she was my guardian Orisha so much so, just because that was the energy that I was in. You know, they kind of wanted to, to show me an appreciation in that way. And, uh, you know, I do kind of express sort of a feminine energy along with my masculinity, so it made a lot of sense. And so uh, it was wonderful. And then the trouble came. <laughs> I slipped up, and I didn't know this was a slip up then, but I know it now, and told them I have the gift of divination. I said, yeah, divining is going to be my thing. I'm a natural born fortune teller, right? And at that point, I began doing more readings, even outside of people in the temple. I started kind of advertising, hey, come sit with me for an hour, pay me $25, and, you know, I'll read for you. And I started picking up traction. And so, um, of course, the elders in the house weren't getting that much attention for divination. And there began to be... Uh, little bit of a little bit of hateration a little bit of hatred there where uh they give me bad looks when i would bring somebody through they would start spreading rumors they say they didn't know whether i was uh taking the women downstairs to do readings or if i was just having sex with all these random women which i didn't um no that that wasn't what was going on it would have been awesome you know but no i wasn't i wasn't moving around I have never actually moved around like that. I would like to try that one day. But, anywho, um, you know, and so stuff like that started to persist. And then they started hiding the information from me, right? The notebooks with all the signs in them and, and how to interpret it and how to interpret the positions of the cast, so on and so forth, uh, were kind of stripped from me. The information stopped, they stopped teaching me. Uh, about the Orishas and stop teaching me about what was going on and all of a sudden the house of the ghost catchers that I was supposed to join was somehow closed uh, I don't know right and so trying to talk to my mentor about it and get a feel for what was going on and he was like yeah you're advancing so fast that they don't really know what to do with you you know and so because you're advancing people feel like the spots are going to get taken and so they're treating you differently and I was like, well, shit, what do we do? And he says, we go back to Ophel Major. And I was like, okay. So I go back, and I see my godfather, right? He's not my godfather yet. And um, everybody had on these alekes. They had on these beads. And I wanted alekes because they were pretty. I'm not going to lie. I did. I was like, oh, look at all these colors. And they were telling me what they meant. And, you know, I'm seeing all of these different variations. And people were making them and getting them washed. And I wanted some. And so uh, my mentor said, yeah, normally the first thing you receive is the lekes, and then, you know, you move up to bigger and better things. Now, I came back to my godfather, and we asked him, hey, what's the first thing that he should do, right, or what I should do? And he was like, he needs to go ahead and receive his warriors. And we were both like, he doesn't need a lekes, or I don't need a lekes. And my godfather was like, well, in your last reading, it said the Orishas are already there they're already around you they already protect you um so you really don't need them but if you want them you can get them okay and so um mind you i haven't had a job now for three months 
and the only thing I'm doing to make ends meet is I have a studio in the basement and I'm doing these readings and I'm like, this isn't enough money, right? And so when I get back to the cultural center and I talk to my mentor who already had his warriors, I say, hey, how, uh, you know, how do I interact with these spirits without having them? Like, how do I get to a point where um, I'm able, you know, to interact with them so I can tell them that I do want to receive them? And he was like, well, you know, they live in the forest and you should probably go there to start, right? So I go into the forest, kid you not, and it's it's kind of overcast that day. And it's weird because on this, in this particular place, there's a trail that's normally bustling. There's normally people all over this place. There wasn't a soul around. So I sit in the middle of the forest and I literally call out. I say, hey, Eshu, Ogun, Ochosi, Osun, all, you know, Orisha spirits that are present. I didn't know what I was doing. All Orisha pre- spirits that are present. I need your help. I need a job. I want to receive you guys. I want to initiate. I want to move forward. I need a job. Help me. I literally cried out in the forest. I don't know who heard me. There's a bunch of spirits in the forest. I know that now. At the time, I had no idea. And I left the forest, and the same day, a person that had been added on my Facebook for years that I'd never seen post before, uh, one of his posts comes up. Looking for an audio engineer to engineer the church. I was like, bet. Big bet. I DM'd him. I told him my history. Told him I knew how to engineer. I could use soundboards. Um, he said the board we use is um, the X32. I said I used to sell those at Guitar Center. I got it. And I got the job. And I uh, was making like $100 a Sunday. It wasn't a whole lot of money, but $400 in a month. It was chump change. It should have paid me more, but it's whatever. Right, it, it made things work for the time um, that I was there, and so left the forest. I, you know, um, got the job, and I come back, and I'm excited, and I'm telling everybody, and there's elders there, right, and two of them are Babalaos, two of them are Ifa priests, and I asked them, I said, hey, how does one really learn the secrets of Ifa? And the elder says, well, do what you just did. I said, what do you mean? He said, the original Babalaos learned Ifa through nature, right? And he said that by exploring nature and understanding nature, understanding that language of the universe, you begin to understand Ifa esoterically, essentially. And so from that day forward, every day for the next five months, every day, literally, Every day for the next five months, um, I would take a trip to the river, take a trip to the forest, take a trip to the river, take a trip to the forest, take a trip to wherever I could go where I could observe nature. And I'm not going to lie to you. I learned a lot. I started to, to grasp the understanding of the energy that existed in these places. And that even though, you know, we see birds, we see trees, we see water, there is a, a governing of certain attributes in nature and that kind of related back to the divination I already had. The, 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 you know, they taught me how to throw the cowrie shells and 
that evolved into something a bit different. What I use today, which is um, the Obi Abata, uh, taught me some more secrets with that, but I won't get too deep into it. And so as I start venturing into nature, the craziest thing starts to happen. I start to be able to see spirits. And I don't see them all the time, right? Like, I don't walk into a random 7-Eleven and see, you know, somebody's dead niece, nephew, grandma, aunt, or aunt uh, sitting in the corner. <laughs> but in certain places, when I'm in certain moods or certain fields, I can definitely see spirits. I can see spirits that hang out around people when I really, really tap into it. Uh, so it was, it was kind of a strange occurrence. And the thing that I learned is that once you become aware of them, they really become aware of you. They, they are, they're like the people on the street just trying to say something. Hey, come get this. Hey, come cop this. Hey, big man, big man right there. Hey, hey. You know, it, it was literally that um, for the longest. And so I kind of had to develop the ability to turn it on and off. That's a separate ability. That's not something everybody can do. A lot of people say, oh, we can't turn it off. And I'm like, there's a way to do it. I can't teach it to you, but there's a way to do it. And so I'm able to see spirits now and I'm getting money from the church and uh, I went and did a podcast and in the podcast after it I did readings for everybody present and everybody was just so astonished how much information I could pull out um, during that process and so at that point I was like okay it's legit I'm legit and so I really went hard on um, doing the readings, right? I'm starting advertising on Facebook and I'm, I'm telling folks, hey, come get a reading for me. And at first it's just a few friends and then it starts to branch out. I'm starting to get clients and people coming from places that uh, I really didn't know, right? Just in the city, but still like Dallas, even though it's small, it's huge, right? Everybody comes from four or five cities over to come hang out in Dallas. So it was kind of nuts. You know the amount of attention I was getting, and so uh, it, it 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 got to a point where the Facebook algorithm, because I had learned some social media marketing, was pushing this out to well more than people I was able to see, right? And this guy, the uh, uh, comes on the post, who are your elders? Who is giving you license to do reading? Who is your guardian or reacher? He's coming at me with all these questions, and I'm like. I don't know none of this shit and um i say hey brother dm me let's talk you know in private so we're not having a back and forth on facebook so the guy dms me and he's like look man i'm heavy obatala i'm heavy shango i'm heavy ogun right i can kill you with magic i can kill you with words i can kill you with authority or i can shoot you i don't like people playing with my tradition so you better state some facts right and so i'm i'm kind of shaking because i understand that this magic and witchcraft thing is a real thing and I'm new. I am green and the only thing I know how to do at this point is readings <laughs> and to see and talk to dead spirits. And um, I tell the guy I'm honest, I said, hey, you know, I went, I got divination done by this gentleman. This gentleman um, said X, Y, and Z to me. He said I need to start divining. And, you know, these are the Orishas that kind of stood up for me at the beginning. These aren't my guardian Orishas, but this is all I know, right? And so this gentleman, I see, like, the little bubbles like he's typing. But an hour goes by. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? And so I'm telling my mentor about it. 
he's like, yeah, man, you got to be careful out here, you know, because everybody's not going to be as kind and friendly to you as we are. And I thought that was funny because most of the elders at that point were shading me. <laughs> but uh, so the guy comes back and it's like been two and a half hours and he says, hey, we appreciate your gift. We understand that you're, you know, trying to focus and get to the right path. You should charge this much for your readings. And uh, we've petitioned all of our issues, all of our warriors. We've petitioned Oshun to help you get to where you need to go. Um, we appreciate, you know, you really sticking this out and kind of taking that leap of faith. And I'm like, how in the absolute fuck does he know all this? Right? Based off the little information I gave him, I mean, I told him the truth, but I didn't give him enough for him to know, you know, that just, just more of what he described, I didn't get into all of it, but more of what he described let me know he had a deeper knowledge of what was going on than I did. And so my mentor, he's coming out the mall, I had to drop him off and pick him up. He's coming out the mall, I said, hey, teach, what the fuck is this? How does he know all this? How? And he says, oh, they did a reading on you. I say, what do you mean he did a reading on me? He said, a babalao or a preset and talked to the Orishas and spirits about you and got some information. I was like, nigga, they can do that? Yes, I don't have to be there? No, he didn't even have my name or birthday. He doesn't need it. What do you mean? That's what that's what uh, the Babalao asked for, right? And he's like, look, man, if they have your picture, they can divine on you. It doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing. If you don't have, you know, certain protections in place, anybody can divine on you at any time. And I was shooketh, but I was happy because... I told the truth and the truth came out in the reading, right? It didn't come out that I was doing something wrong, that I was committing some type of sacrilege or anything like that. It came out, hey, leave the boy alone. He's doing what he's doing, right? He's, he's doing his best. He's trying to get his warriors, you know, and the guy even commented on that. He says, hey, you know, our, our issues and our, our warriors are going to move for you until you're able to get your own. And so, uh, believe it or not, I had a solid, good month, two months after that, um, those Orishas really moved, and I really appreciate that guy. Um, had a few conversations with him after the fact, and uh, you know, he gave me some insight. And uh, I wish I could still communicate with him now, but it came up in a reading hey, leave that guy alone. <laughs> like, you know, he's got his own problems to deal with. And so, um, it was coming up to time to receive my warriors. Right. And so the thing about initiation is you're going to go through a pre-initiation energy, a during the initiation energy and a post-initiation energy. Right. All in the same bubble. And no one had made me privy to that. I wasn't aware of it. And so um, then after that two months of peace, things started to kind of fall apart. There was no money at the cultural center. Bills weren't getting paid. We were late on. Stop it, cat. We were late on rent, and uh, there was no food, right? There was no money. So I'm trying to save up for warriors and take the little money I was making from the church and essentially help my brothers out. We all bought each other food and helped each other out economically when we could. Um, and so I'm trying to help keep this boat afloat. And uh, around that time... Uh, my uh, the girl I had the girlfriend that I hadn't let go of from two episodes ago 
Oh, she starts tripping out on me. She says she told her family I practiced Ifa, and her family said, hey, I wasn't welcome because Ifa destroyed their community. And uh, she was like, look, man, F you. You can go date Oshun. I was like, oh, shit. She just a fan, man. Goes, goes, goes bad. Things are going left. And so um, I'm doing a reading for somebody, and she happens to be a medium, and she says there's something you know, going on that you're not aware of that you need to see with your spirits and figure out, right? And so when she leaves, I'm in the basement by myself and I'm doing the reading and I'm getting some insight and it comes up in the reading, hey, y'all are finna lose the cultural center. I say, oh, what? Go ahead and move all your stuff upstairs. Oh, what? And so I follow the reading. Move all my stuff upstairs, I sleep on an upstairs couch, wake up to a pink notice on the door that said, um, you have 24 hours to vacate if your rent, if you do not have money to pay for your rent. One time for the spirits that told me that, but holy shit, I'm uprooted again. Right? I'd only been at that center maybe seven or eight months, and here I am having to try to figure life out again. And so um, I gather my things. I, I take them back to my mom's house, I, mom's apartment. I explain, Ocean, relax. I explain what's going on. I say, hey, you know, this was a good thing. We had this going, but there's no more money. And so I need to come home for a little bit. And mom obliges, and, you know, I come home and I'm, I'm really messed up at this point. I sold my car. That was one of the things that came up in the reading. It was like, hey, um, you know, X, Y, and Z about X, Y, and Z. I'm not going to get too deep into that because it's going to come off a certain way. Ah, fuck it, we here. Uh, in the reading, it was like, don't trust white women. And I was like, I don't even know any white women. At that point, I didn't know any white women. I was like, I don't even know any white women. And I forgot that I named my car uh, Joanne the Caucasian car. And so I had to sell my car. So I didn't have anything. Coming home, I literally had nothing. And I knew my mom was frustrated. She felt like I was like throwing my life away. And, you know, I, I'm explaining to her, hey, I'm embracing this new system. This is changing my life. You know, I've learned so much. I can do these readings. Look, I did a reading for my mom and my grandmother. And uh, that, that time is coming up again where my mother is beginning to become frustrated with me. And I say, uh, I, I got to do something. I got to figure something out. I had just enough money for the Warriors, just enough. And so I go and I see my godfather, but he's not my godfather yet. And I say, um, how much is it to receive the Warriors, right? Because I'm thinking it's going to be a certain price. And he was like, oh, well, it's this price. And I'm like, cool, I have that. He says, and then there's the money for the tools. And I was like, the tools? He says, yeah, this is just the fee for the work. It's not the fee for the items. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get my own items because I don't have a spare <laughs> several hundred dollars for these tools. The, really, it's, it's, you know, the icons, the effigies, the stuff that goes into it, you know, that I could provide, I would have to pay for it. And so um, I'm going out, and the craziest thing is there's this famous botanical here, and I go in there, and I see this issue, right? And he's in a, he's in a conch shell. And something was like, that's the issue you need. And I was like, not the other ones, not these other. They were like, no, 
right? And I'm hearing this was Thursday. That's the issue you got. So I pick him up and I get the pot from my Algoon. I'm ordering all this stuff off the internet. I order even my stuff from my handy Ifa. And uh, I bring it all to my godfather and I said, okay, I'm ready. He's like, are you sure? You sure this is what you want to do? Once you step in, there's no getting out. And I was like, I'm ready. And so he says, okay, come back in two weeks and we'll do your initiation and we'll go from there. And this is where the story stops. <laughs> We're going to continue on the next episode. Thank you for listening. Um, follow us on Waters of the Westgate on Instagram for all your spiritual services and needs. And I will catch you all on the next one.